Nurses describe Seattle Children's Hospital as a combat zone. It's the psych ward at Seattle Children's Hospital. This is after dozens of alleged attacks. Well, the nurses have the scars to prove it. They talk about it. I have no reason not to believe it. Let's get into the story. This is one more of those stories where we're exploring the fact we talk a lot about the homeless needing to be able to get into treatment for their addiction or mental services for their mental instability, whatever issues they've got. Children have it too. This is that Seattle Children's Hospital story. Here we go. Let's watch a quick clip with a nurse from Seattle Children's Hospital. They're See what hurting, she has to say. And they need us to be able to be the ones to keep them safe. And we have failed them so immensely. These helping hands are hurting after months of dangerous working conditions happening in Seattle Children's psychiatric and behavioral medicine units. Acting out at staff members, hurting staff members, attempting to, to strangle them, um, put staff in chokeholds. Tasha Vidaroff is one of 44 nurses within PBS. That signed a letter earlier this month urging the hospital to make changes after what they call a surge in violence. According to the Washington State Nurse Association, surge in violence. Peteroff and her colleagues, the nurses have requested three security officers in the unit during the day and one at night. There was also a request for additional nurses and for double pay during the crisis to encourage nurses to remain on staff. I'm willing to put up with that if I know that we can keep kids safe, but if we're not doing that, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to see people, to see myself, to look at the scars on my body and know that we're not actually helping someone. A spokesperson with Seattle Children's Tough to go to work. King a statement saying in part, the safety, security, and well-being of Seattle Children's patients and workforce is our top priority. Seattle Children's has brought in additional staffing resources and increased both leader and security presence on the PBMU. Despite this response from the hospital, Vidaroff and other nurses still don't think it's enough. These kids are broken and they're lost and they have nowhere else to go. And so we need change to happen. And I, I want to stick through and see change happen because I care about these kids. We care about these patients and we need something to change from leadership because I, I don't want to just abandon ship. Reporting for King 5 News, I'm Brady Wakayama. This is not shocking. The, the increase in violence. We have seen an increase in violence, shoplifting, breaking the law, drug addiction, mental health care issues, lack of staffing for... You can't get folks that are been, you know, interviewed. Hey, are you going to be able to stand trial? That kind of thing. People that have committed crimes that are accused of committing crimes go through an interview process. Nope. This person is whacked out of their mind. They need psychiatric help. We're holding those folks in prisons because we don't have space at the like Western state here in the state of Washington in the mental health care facilities we don't have the bandwidth this is tr this is all the way down at the children's hospital level as well you heard the nurse indicate these are kids that need help they don't necessarily have parents they don't have a family unit this is all they've got is the system and they are acting out that is literally what you're seeing you are seeing people act out everywhere 
because there's no repercussions for them acting out. So if they know they can get away with just some craziness, what do they have to lose, right? Because and, and and particularly, these are kids. Adults, well, adults that are whacked out on drugs or adults that are mentally incapable of making rational, good decisions, they're like children as well, but they're in adult bodies, right? Here, we're dealing with kids and we're hearing from the nurses, this is not good. Here's what we need. We need this, this, and this. On top of that, that is just the microcosm that is Seattle Children's Hospital. Okay. You need a top down, just massive redo of the mental health care system. You need, you need incredible amounts of money spent on infrastructure, tra- training people, hiring people. And some of the issue here, and it's not related just to the nursing industry, but nursing everywhere. They're so short staffed. They're so short staffed. Even at my dentist, my, my, uh, dental assistant is, if she is in demand, she can work 24 seven because there's not enough people, not enough technicians doing these kinds of jobs. And we'll talk about, uh, let's read this article. Let's get into this article. Um, nurses describe Seattle Children's Hospital Zone as a combat zone after dozens of alleged attacks. And, you know, why wouldn't we have this situation? The kids are just going to be, kids are going to be okay. You know, it's just when they hit that teenage years or whenever that they just go wildly out of whack. No, now these kids that are, these are kids that are acting out behavioral issues, whatever it is, they have gotten this point. They've done something. They've been diagnosed, whatever it is. They have gotten to this point where they're in, they're in the behavioral unit. The dozens of Seattle nurses at uh, Seattle Children's Hospital are demanding change after a number of nurses allegedly <laughs> suffered an injuries. There's a picture of my alleged injury, right? You're just getting hammered on. Allegedly suffered injuries from patients due to a lack of support and resources from management. All right, so we're, we're viewing this as a labor versus management issue, but it's such a much greater issue. It's how we deal with not only kids at hospitals, but look at the streets of Seattle loaded up with people that are just absolutely whacked out of their mind. They're on drugs. They're just, they're, they're on drugs and whacked out of their mind. You know, how many different combinations you can have of this. Story after story after story of stuff just going wildly sideways here in Seattle. Now, you're not seeing that. You're not seeing this necessarily in other cities. You're seeing varying levels of, of, of this kind of thing. But in other areas where you've got the resources dedicated to this type of facility, you are not seeing this because they've got it under control. Seattle? Everything in Seattle right now in this type of infrastructure is lacking. And everybody knows it because there's stories out there. I've got stories. I've got podcasts for days, days, days. And some of this has to do, and it was a bipartisan deal. We're just going to dump out all the mental institutions and we're not going to really focus on that because, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. 
Yeah, we can't have that. We can't have the doctors and staff abusing the the um, <laughs> the the inmates or whatever the patients. I guess you'd want to call them. leaders with the Washington State Nurses Association shared a press release about the alleged incidents. They described Seattle Children's Hospital Psychiatry and Behavioral Medicine Unit as a combat zone. Where do you work? I work in the combat zone. That's brutal. Imagine going to work with that. I mean, you know, you're going to get into some of that kind of stuff because that just is inherent with the territory. It's like being a prison guard. You're going to see some stuff, right? And it's just, it's going to happen, but not at this rate, not at this level. And what was really interesting with the interview with the nurse was um, the commentator was the interviewer was talking about a spike in violence, a spike in violence. And I feel like we are seeing a spike in all kinds of things that are not good. It's like society has allowed this stuff to happen and everybody is aware. Oh, okay. Steal a car. Nothing's going to happen. Let's go. Smash and grab on a dispensary. You bet. Let's go. Steal a Kia, steal a Honda, one of the Kia boys. Let's go. Right. All of those things kind of work together to create this atmosphere of let's go. Let's rumble. Let's, let's do whatever. And that's where these nurses come in and they're like, hey, we're just trying to do our job here. Right. Would rather not be bitten and have scars, but I want to help these kids out. Tough, tough scenario. In the span of two weeks, Seattle's police told Cairo that they were called to the hospital unit twice. On November 7th, police said a 14-year-old boy was arrested for assaulting a medical staff member, destroying property, and armed himself with a metal pole in the psychiatry and psychiatry and behavioral medicine unit of the hospital. One staff member suffered minor injuries. Staff told police the teenage boy had convinced another patient to steal an access badge from hospital staff, which allowed them to access prohibited areas of the building, police said. One staff member was put in a headlock, police added. Another incident happened on November 17th, where three to four children in the behavioral unit reportedly tore off ceiling tiles and threw them at staff members. You've got many revolts going on, right? These are kids that are not used to a lot of authority in their lives, I'm guessing. That'd be an easy way to put it. Maybe not a lot of structure, haven't had much in the way of discipline. They get into one of these situations, they're just going to do whatever the F they want until somebody stops them. And the nurses are saying, hey, this is the help we need to get this stopped. At least stop the bleeding for right now because the problems that we're 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 showing here are so much greater don't have the space for these for these kind of kids to go you don't have the you know the mental health care specialists you don't have the number of nurses the whole system is just well you know let's do the best we can and we'll just try and figure it out hey would you mind working some more overtime because we could sure help we could certainly use that same deal with police right exact same deal with police don't have enough don't have enough bodies Officers were called to the scene around 7.40 p.m. I'm exhausted from constantly reacting to dangerous behaviors and trying to prevent serious harm, a nurse on the unit, Henry Jones, said in the press release. In our current state, I feel like I'm functioning more like a bouncer or a prison guard. There you go. 
that's you know you're 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 basically dealing with the inmates how many we we, we have a, a a kids facility at echo glen it's out in issaquah or it's out in preston i think it is we've had so many kids escape from there lately and that leads me to believe they just don't have the number of guards there to keep the inmates inside that in inside that facility and and some of them just went on the lam for days and days cairo seven spoke with a couple of nurses within the unit to better understand the situation when i come in and instead of being excited to talk with the kids i'm scared i'm scared not only for myself but the people i'm leading said a uh, charge nurse within the psychiatry psychiatry and behavioral medicine unit why am i butchering that tasha venderoff said Venderoff stressed the children are not the issue. These kids need us. These kids need us. They have nowhere to go and they're hurt and they're broken and they're desperate. She said, I don't want these kids to be seen as villain. They're kids. They're children who are hurting. They're kids who have been in the foster care system. They're kids who have been abused. Kids who are traumatized and are confused and hopeless. So they're not the villains. They're not the bad guys, but they need help and they need support. And at this point, we can't give it to them because we're trying to keep everyone safe. And, and in the meantime, nobody's safe, right? That's what you've got. You've got systems that are failing. You've got systems that are failing in front of our eyes. And Seattle Children's Hospital is renowned for their help with getting kids that are sick back on their feet got all kinds of specialists that are just you know top notch in their field of medicine you got some incredible people at seattle children's hospital but when you've got a bunch of nurses saying hey yeah you know what we are we are the zoo innkeepers here and the inn is a prison that's when you know things are like, oh, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. But the vast majority of us just want to believe, well, yeah, that's a problem, but it's somebody else's problem. Well, when you go to downtown Seattle and you see all of these people that are walking around just absolutely whacked out of their minds, those people don't just start off as adults just going through some kind of mental crisis. This stuff happens over time. And oftentimes it happens as a kid where you've got some kind of trauma that happens. And then people try to start to self-medicate, you know, not saying everybody, but that is a usual, it's a usual deal that happens. There's some kind of mental trauma that causes people in younger, earlier years in their life to have a breakdown. Somebody dies, they get abused, you know, and then they turn to drugs because they're trying to self-medicate. They want to forget whatever it was that happened to them. And then they turn into addicts and now they've got mental trauma on top of addiction. And then, you know, these drugs that are out there now just send them down this rail of, you know, homelessness and then, you know, in and out of the court system. It's just a mess. Right. It's just a mess. Meanwhile, you've got these nurses who are like, yeah, I'd rather not get hurt at work. And you can't blame them. Right. I mean, who wants to go to that kind of work environment? Then they know. I said this earlier. They know what they're getting into, but there's got to be a certain level of safety 
that management provides. And I would say that is not being met. We have nurses who have had their hair grabbed and head swung around. We've had nurses get put in chokeholds and get punched repeatedly. I have scars in my body from being bit and being punched in the face and kicked. We heard that portion of the interview as well. Having 12 officers come in and escort a patient out is a sign we are under resources and also traumatizing. Natasha Vetteroff, a nurse at the unit, said in the release, I'm exhausted from constantly reacting. We read that. So they have written a letter, and we watched that uh, quickly on the video. Management management here basically says, we're doing, trying to do what we can do. And that is, that is one thing that I think, you know, needs to be, you know, readily recognized. The system is broken. Management's kind of doing what they can to get by, but... They don't have the resources oftentimes to make this go. You're stealing somebody from somewhere else. It's like the police department. When you're shy 600 cops, you know, whatever it is to get to that number where you relatively got enough cops for your, for your city. If you're shy, those cops, where are you going to get them from? You're either going to work them in overtime. You're going to pull them from somewhere else. You know, how do you, how do you uh, get this mishmash to make it work? That's exactly what the nurses are talking about. They're saying, Hey, this isn't working. Period. This is what we need. We need three extra here, three extra here. And I think there's a, there, there was a breakout. Um, of exactly what they needed somewhere. Maybe it was the previous article. Let's go back. There it is. Yeah. Three safety officers to work during the day side shifts. Okay. So, so you need a little bit more authority. You need some muscle. All right. But a lot of other places need that muscle as well. Right. Three additional nurses work the overnight shifts. Three additional nurses, period. More personnel. They're spread too thin. A maximum nurse to patient ratio of one to eight. Hey, if I'm going to work in here, I only want to be responsible and have to have control of X, Y, Z, because beyond that, things get out of control. And that's where they sit. Double pay during the crisis to encourage nurses to remain on staff. All right. Double, so double overtime seems to be the deciding factor in a lot of this. All right. So management, if you're going to work my ass off, here's the deal. I want to get paid for it. Show me the money. And you know what? If they're doing extra work, if they're doing work beyond what is a reasonable patient, and I don't know what any of the logistics of this are. I am just saying this is what the nurses are, you know, they're, they're telling us these are their demands. All right. And management's got to deal with it, figure it out. But if you've got the police coming on a regular basis and they are dealing with some just out of control situations, got to do something. Cause otherwise, but one of these articles said, Hey, we're really afraid of somebody, you know, having their life ended because things are out of control to that point. I think you, you got to recognize that, you know, some of this stuff is just going to happen. It's inherent with dealing with a demographic that is suffering from some type of mental trauma, some type of mental whatever it is, mental health issue, you're going to have some shenanigans. There's going to be some stuff going on. But what we're saying here is that this is you know, threatening to the safety of everybody involved, and that's not good. So be interesting to see how this uh, storyline follows. But um, this is just one more of those stories 
where you've got public policy that has dictated how things have gone. And then you've got these out of control stories that are not reasonable. And so we read about them when we talk about them. There you go. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for supporting. I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. <laughs>